Hi, I'm Eric. Uh, I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and we are here with our very special guest, Just Jordan, to talk about You Are Not Bunny Girl. Senpai? That's true. No, wait, no, sorry. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Patch Notes. (laughs) Sorry, we've been going for the last five minutes bullshitting around, waiting for the stream to start up (laughs) here on Twitch. But we have Just Jordan, uh, who has made, or is making the game, actually. You haven't finished it. Uh, You are not Bunny Girl. So welcome on in. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. My voice is tired. I probably I was singing earlier. I probably shouldn't have been. I'm just realizing that now. But I'll, I'll be fine. It's okay. It's, it's also like 10:40 for you, isn't it? Aren't you at East Coast? Yeah. Yeah. Is singing my roommates are part of the game? Uh no, no, not uh. yet. This is for something. This is for a Wait. completely different project I'm working on that I don't think anybody knows about yet. Wait, wait, wait. But, what kind of singing? Like punk. And like indie, and like I, I need, I need to hear this shit. I can, yeah, what, what, inspira- some, what inspiration? Actually, what inspiration band would you oh, say or style? Uh, Glass Beach is my biggest inspiration. The t-shirt <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> don't give them money. Uh, I don't know, like Glass Beach, uh, uh, Pat the Bunny. If anybody knows Pat the Bunny, he's he's a big like folk punk guy. I really like folk punk, and it's basically entirely because of him uh a little bit of ajj um a little bit of tally hall those are those are the biggest ones i can think of in terms of like people i actually try to model my style after it's a good time yeah that's a that's a secret though people don't know about that yet so like if you came here then like there you go you you got a hint yeah some behind the scenes tomfoolery going on (laughs) i make i make the game on my free time and i make that ep in like my free free time which means that i work (laughs) on it for maybe like five minutes a day every couple of days (laughs) so to be honest that's that's how a lot of people start so it's it's not to say that you're like you're off the path there for it Hmm. um but okay well uh welcome on in uh it's great to have you uh I know that you are pumped to talk about your game, which is, as people on Twitch can see, is rather interesting. Thank you. <laughs> which art style learns on. I'm 100% going to say, I saw the art style and I was like, oh, okay, I dig this. I'm like, this is, this is interesting. This is cool and weird. I like it. We, we like interesting like one of the and taxes weird. that you cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems to be a big draw for a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds like More a bunny than... girl thing to me. Yeah. Wait, but I you're not bunny lot. girl. Exactly. You're not. You're not bunny that's, girl. That's the point of the game. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Okay. It's not done yet. Okay, so <laughs> what inspired this game? Oh, I boy. guess would be the first thing. That's a, that's a question. Um,. Okay, the, the biggest, biggest, biggest inspiration for this game is Undertale, which you just kind of you can kind of tell that from looking at the game and playing it. Like it's got a lot, it's got that vibe, you know. Um, I've just really been into games for my whole life, but Undertale was the first big game that I played, and I was like emotionally impacted by in like a significant way. I played Undertale and I was like, oh my god, holy shit. I didn't know that a video game could like do this to a human being <laughs> and like transcend like the digital world. Right. So ever since then, I've been like super driven to like make art and like do stuff that like can reach people. Um, and I made a lot of different stuff and a lot of it was bad. 
But now that I've made all of that, I know how to make things good. Uh, and I think this game is actually pretty good. So uh, now we're hitting that point. And uh, yeah. Who are, like, what, what style of game can we say? We know we're, we're influenced by Undertale, but would you say then it's mm-hmm. a straight-up RPG? Would you say it's uh, going Yeah, because this like, is an RPG or... screen right here. It does for sure. One. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. It's like... I, I take pride in the fact that it does not play at all like Undertale. That I'm, that I'm happy about at least. Uh, it's definitely it definitely started as like an RPG, and it, I guess it is an RPG. Um, but it's got like it ended up with like a lot more like puzzle strategic elements as it went on. I realized um, this will this will get into like the mechanics of the game, I guess. But like the the basic way the game works is you have a physical health meter and an emotional health meter, and every character in the game has that. Um, and if your physical health meter reaches zero, you die, you know, because that's how that works. But if your emotional health meter reaches either its maximum or its minimum value, you also die. If it goes to the top, you kind of like combust. And if it goes to the bottom, you shut down and kind of pass out. So everything you do in battle raises or lowers your emotion meter. So it's all about choosing the proper combination of actions to use so that your meter basically stays in the middle and you get the, one of the other enemies to max out or min out and then they die. Um, so it ended up being a lot more puzzle. Cool. So that, that does give some Darkest Dungeon vibes to me right off the bat right there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I yeah. love that mechanic because it's like more than just beating someone in the face a billion times. It's about uh, making sure that, you know, you're, you remain happy and stress-free. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like Mob Psycho 100. Not, that's not like the first happy. thing that I thought true. of as well. It's like you got you to gotta stay like right there. You can't, you can't let it go up to 100 because if you hit 100, then Mob's head explodes and he goes nuts and he kills everybody. Exactly. But, you can't let it go zero because then the same thing will happen, just the opposite reaction. Yeah, just then Mob just like stays in his bed all day and feels sad and doesn't do anything. Mopes about mopes about like, how yeah. he bends all the spoons and he yeah. can't eat anything because he keeps bending all the spoons. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, tell, so, so you are yeah. you are ahead, mob bunny girl, sounds like <laughs> a little bit. I mean the hairstyle is like Somewhat similar. She's got a lot more fluff, though. There you go. There this you is go. Like, this is like a lot neater. Mob with a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He's got a little bit of a mullet going on. It's too clean to be a mullet. But, like, she, hers is, like, much more mullet territory. Her design actually changed a lot. She used to look way different. I guess really? I should mention... Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the, the other big... I guess... I don't think I've mentioned this anywhere. And I mentioned it as little as possible because it's super fucking embarrassing. Um, the, the actual first, first, first version of the story that became You Are Not Bunny Girl, I came up with like literally like eight plus years ago in high school, and it was based on Five Nights at Freddy's, and oh, that's gosh. why all of them are robots, uh, and the main character was based on Toy Bonnie, which was why it was a bunny girl robot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and... So what ended up happening was that version of the story was like just when I was in class and bored, I'd be like, oh. "That was when you found out you could get sued, right?" Yeah, and exactly. then the law is a thing. Um, and then I went to college, and I like completely forgot about that story because it was juvenile um, and bad. And then I started making all the other stuff that I mentioned. And then like I graduated from college, and I was like, "Man, I got all the skills I need to make a game now." What could I make? And I had all these like big ideas that I came up with during college. And I was like, oh, I could do that one. Oh, there's that other game idea I thought of. That'd be really cool. And then like literally out of nowhere, one day I was just like, oh, yeah, that was that was a weird idea I had in high school. And I thought about it a lot more. And I was like, wait, no, I can make this like not fast. And then I, and then I did that. 
and now here we are. Here we are. So, so I made it first exclusive. You are not Faf. <laughs> you are not Faf. You are not Scott Cawthon. You are Faf Bunny Girl. Thank I mean, God. not Bunny Girl. <laughs> right. So. Oh man. So that's quite a story. Yeah. That's that yeah. actually answered like like the next question is, is like why you chose this one to be oh, yeah. to be the game that you made uh and as you said it's like you learned how to make bad games so you you think you've gotten all the bad out and now it's mostly ne- <laughs> 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 he's gotten all the bad out people trust us no yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's it, it, it's all it's all uphill from here everyone <laughs> never can do any any I wrong promise. right <laughs> right activision <laughs> Right at the right, right. right. Oh, right. Hell yeah. No, it can continue going down. <laughs> at that point, at that point, I think that they're almost at the Mariana Trench, and then I think they're going to try and go towards the center of the Earth. I'm not 100 percent certain on that though. I think that's uh, Bobby Kotick's ultimate goal. I don't know what else. I don't know what other goal mole he can people. Have at this point. He's trying to find the mole people. That's it. He's he's now <laughs> submerging this entire company specifically on a quest. To find mole people. That's, he can write it off. Out. Call of Duty and the War of the Mole People. I mean, we've already shown that Russia is not obviously able to do anything. So we got to find a new enemy. Mole people. <laughs> <laughs> was that, they were the ones that increased our taxes. We got to get The mole people are behind global people warming all along. Girls, but- the mole people. They, <laughs> they keep venting. They keep like doing all these micro vents from the center of the Earth out out into like the atmosphere, and that's where global warming's actually coming from. Mm-hmm. And then they've True. got the propaganda machine going out there, being like, "No, no, 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 no! It's all the CFCs. It's everything coming from like the the pollutants and all that. It's definitely not mole people." <laughs> if you not. say that, people are going to think it's mole people. No, 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 no! It's definitely not mole people. <laughs> For psychology, see? Yes, see? exactly, see? That's how it works, right? Chris, what the hell are you that drinking out really, of that giant yeah, ass mug? The, that is yeah, a Did you get that mug. at the Renfest? Yeah, on, on Sunday. Oh, Jesus, it's gargantuan. <laughs> I, I remember those were only like 30 bucks, right? I think only? Only 30 bucks? It's a fucking cup. <laughs> no, it's not. That thing is heavy. I mean, it looks sick as fuck. But no, like, it is. It is. Okay, it is, is really like big. carved and shit. Like that. Is, that is not. Okay, okay. A, All right. Yeah, that is not like a cup. That is, that is a giant yeah. ass fucking stein. I remember okay. it's thirty two ounces. Shit. Okay, I also fine. remember I, that. I pay. Yeah. I, I pay. I pay. If I was feeling good, if I was having a good day, I'd pay thirty dollars for that. Yeah, no that higher, was uh, no higher though. Yeah. <laughs> But that was a that was a pretty good uh, purchase on cheers. that one. I'm not gonna lie. I thought yeah. about buying one of those two, and I'm like, no wait. Had, I've got way too many Sarah things to drink beer like, out of. Hey, should I do this? She's like, well, you know, you do that pirate cosplay, so it's a business expense. <laughs> True. <laughs> Is this a business? Do we consider this an actual business? <laughs> no, I, I mean, mean technically, in the eyes of the government, yes. <laughs> but Chris's cosplay, I think, is more the question: Is that part of the business? Is that part of business? <laughs> I don't want that associated with my business. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like my business oh is my, my business. God. That is not my business. <laughs> want none of that business. <laughs> none of that business. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, uh, so when did you actually start doing music then? Has uh, that been an all, all your life type thing too, or is that yeah, like a fairly yeah. recent thing? Now, when I was like super young, I did piano, and then I did like 
flute in elementary school. I did trumpet later on. Uh, I really, I did trumpet for a while, but mostly I've played piano my whole life. And I've only gotten to singing into the past, in the past like year-ish. Cause I want to make like a, I want to make a studio album one day. Um, but I realized I would have to do the same thing with that, where I would have to make bad stuff first and then I'd be able to make good stuff later on. So about a year ago, I was like, all right, I guess I better start singing now. I'm, I'm in my early twenties. I shouldn't delay this anymore. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. So I've been working on that little EP for like a year ish. I'm recording it now. Um, but yeah, music I've been doing like for forever. So you, you heard it, guys. You got to buy this game when it finally comes out so that you can help fund his EP. True. That's it's not about Bunny Girls. Point. It's about the music. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's parlay Bunny Girls into music and then do what every musician does and parlay music into acting. So we're trying to get <laughs> just Jordan to Hollywood, everybody. So buy You Are Not Bunny Please. Girl. <laughs> 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 okay uh let's see here. chris what do you what do you have we'll ask, have you ask a question now <laughs> um yeah so i know it's like playing through the game some of the what so the save point is a couch and the couch will yell at you so yes what what's the inspiration behind having the save point be a couch and having it yell at you <laughs> and also be a lesbian that, that one i can answer <laughs> the second one i can also answer I'm gonna answer these questions in reverse order. She's a lesbian because I think lesbians are cool and good. Um, That's 100 percent true. I I yep. agree with that statement. <laughs> what was the first question? Why is it a couch? Yes. I don't actually remember why I chose it was a, to be a couch. <laughs> okay, we're at, we're it's, tacking on a fourth one. Okay. How high were you when you thought up the couch? <laughs> I want. I actually really want to talk about this because that aspect of the game was the funniest shit to come up with one, okay. one, one of the first uh one of the first like thoughts i came up with when i was like conceiving the game was like the characters of all the was like the main all the main characters of the game so you know like uh well we actually we haven't actually seen we technically haven't seen a lot of them on screen but like there's you know bunny girl um and then there's you know elaine which is the name of that other character and then there's the doctor who is the dude that made everybody and uh i came up with those three characters like really like really early on and I was like, yes, the story is about them. Um, and then I built up everything with that in mind. Um, and I came up with the idea of the couch separately from Elaine. I don't remember why it was a couch, but what I do remember is that even then I had the idea that the couch was this weird like cartoon thing that would like pull out arms from behind it out of like hammer space, you know, get up little legs and just like scuttle around everywhere. Could just basically pull out anything it wanted to. And I was like, okay, so maybe they had all these couch robots that were just like ferrying people around the lab and like being all fun and like they had all these tools uh and when i was big and when i was building the first area i was like okay um this girl elaine needs to be like the the anchor narratively for this area um but we've also got this like fast travel mechanic right um and the save mechanic all on the couch it's all wrapped in one right but then also like elaine needs to be a part of it but the couch like deaths do happen in the game narratively and what happens when you die is uh, Elaine and the couch will come find you and then they'll bring you back to a safe point, which is the last safe point that you went to. Um, but I, I would, but I realized I would have to establish like why the couch was doing all this stuff because the couch is just kind of like a fun little guy. It's not, it can't really talk. Um, and I was like, I was talking to my friends like at like 3 a.m. one night and I was like, guys, I need to figure out how to like, uh, how to like write this. Like, what's the, what's the solution to this? And one of my friends was just like, just combine the girl and the couch into the same character, make them the same character, and then that'll do it. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. And that's why it's a 
girl attached to the couch. <laughs> Because that made him the same character, and okay. one of my fr- one of my friends actually wanted me to remove the girl design and make it just a couch. They they, they wanted it to, it to be like, oh, the couch would like throw you off, and then the speech bubble would just be like a corner of the couch. They would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get off of me! Right? And it was like just a couch for the entire uh, demo, and I'm really glad I didn't do that because I really like the design of the girl. Uh, so I just like stuck her on, and I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. And then after I did that, the character, because the couch is also its own, like, entity. Um, in the game, it's, his name is Eddie. So, like, they act, that couch is actually its, its own character, too. And it, that came more into focus once I, had, like, stuck them together. Um, and ever since then, they've been inseparable. Okay, and so, what animal is this girl? Oh, she's supposed uh, to be a bear? Yeah, yeah, she's like a teddy bear. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm assuming from the photo, <laughs> but I, I wasn't 100% on that. Yeah, it's, it's not actually um, stated in the demo. It, it's going to come up later in the game. But it, they, they look like teddy bear ears or bear ears. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. You're, like, that's not, <laughs> that's not like <laughs> to say that it's like it was bad drawing. Like, that's what it looks like. I just wanted to make sure oh, that gotcha, what gotcha, I was gotcha. inferring <laughs> was correct. <laughs> yeah. Is there animals? So you didn't answer question four is how high were you? <laughs> or how <laughs> high was this friend that you were on the phone with at 3 a.m. Okay. that decided <laughs> to combine the girl and the couch? Because that sounds like someone was high as shit. Uh, that's <laughs> just how she normally is. Them. <laughs> I was not high, unfortunately. It was three. I felt a little high. Now, see, well, that is what, actually what is, that is truth. Yeah. At three a.m., you like if you haven't yeah. slept at all in forever, like you feel a little high at that point. Yeah, <laughs> the dreamies. This is also twenty twenty. So, oh, sorry, you go. You That's go. True. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. 2020, there's something going on except for being up at 3 a.m. and wondering what the yeah. hell you're doing in your life. It makes total sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah. The world was on fire. I was trying to make a game, I was, and it was just late at night, and I was like, uh, how do I do this? So, that <laughs> was so, my friends. Uh, walk me through a little bit more of the play mechanics. I get on how the battles work a little bit more. I get on how saves obviously work a little bit more. But what yeah. am I doing? Am I exploring? Is it there's, you said there's puzzles. What is like the elevator pitch for what I'm going to be doing this game? Who who should be really wanting to explore mm. playing this type of world that you're building? Uh, it's a linear, narrative, single player, like narrative focused RPG. But like the, the actual elevator pitch for it is just like you have a physical health meter and an emotional health meter. The game is about self-care and you have to um, manage your emotional health so that the main character makes it through the entire game unscathed. That's the actual elevator pitch I've come up with that like I think is good. But like in terms of what the game actually is, it's a linear story-based RPG. You go from room to room, and there's little puzzles you do along the way. There's little side quests you can find. But um, the through line of the story is direct. It's in the vein of stuff like you know, Earthbound, Breath of Fire. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe a little more linear than Breath of Fire, but um, it's an indie RPG. No, it's perfect. Oh, I, um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, while you're while you're playing through, I mean, so the the idea of it being linear is totally fine, and that makes total sense to me, especially for you know small and uh, uh, your first game. So congratulations on on that for sure. So I mean, the 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 driving force. So is there like a little bit more of like the backstory of what we can have for like what's what's part of the storyline that comes with this? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll tell you a brief synopsis of the story. So um, try to decide if I should give you like a like a bird's eye view of what's happening or like the player's view of what happens. I have to be really careful about what I say because if I say too much, it's a spoiler. Well, but, what, what's the what's the storyline yeah. hook? What, like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the preview for the like that you're throwing on before a movie. What 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 do you want it to say? Got you. So the the hook for the story is you you wake up is 
Okay, the hook of the story is this. The game tells you, okay, you're not Bunny Girl. This is Bunny Girl. Your job is to protect her. And then Bunny Girl wakes up and now you can control her. And everything in the lab is malfunctioning and wants to kill Bunny Girl. And it's your job to manage her emotional health that she doesn't die. Um, and then you guide her through the lab because you want to get help her escape because this place is like really, really dangerous and you want to get her out. And along the way, you find other robots that are kind of trying to survive. You learn more about what happened to the lab and why everything's malfunctioning and broken. Um, you see different robots cope with that in different ways. Um, and you start to understand a little bit more about why they're still down here instead of escaping and how you can maybe escape. So it's but like Mega Man, more... but without the existential dread of the robot apocalypse. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like Mega, it's like Mega Man, but like it's like Doctor Light's lab, but like between uh, the classic and X series, but like it's, a lot of just, shit happens. You just roll. Yeah, you yeah, just, just roll. roll. That's it. Like Mega Man's dead. Everyone else is like dying. You're just like going through the lab. And you're like, oh, what's happening? So yeah, God, I love Mega so Man. Balancing kid. balancing out emotional, uh, um, you know, feelings and intelligence and stuff like that. Are, are you? Is it a little bit like uh, introspective that's going on here of dealing with different types of mental instability, or are we just trying to like figure out what's going on in this crazy world? Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely like a, an emotional message about like mental health and stuff. The the biggest um the the biggest messages. I guess I can talk about this. This is like a this is kind of a thematic spoiler. So like maybe mute if you don't care about that. But I'm gonna spoil <laughs> it. Um, so like I mentioned earlier that one of the biggest themes about the game is like control. Um, in in mostly like emotional control that you can have over other people, but like also also some aspect of physical control because the player controls. Um, like Bunny Girl in all respects when the game starts, right? Um, but um, something else I mentioned earlier is that like the main characters of the game are um, Bunny Girl, Elaine, and the Doctor, who's the one that made everybody. Uh, the Doctor does not appear in the demo, and I, I don't want to spoil uh, whether or not he appears in the full game, um, because I don't want to give away too much of the game's like narrative like through line before its time is here. But um, a big part of the game thematically is the control that the doctor still has over the lab emotionally, despite not having a physical presence in it. Um, because he literally built everything in the lab and all of the robots' job was to just do what the doctor told them or something. Like, for instance, Elaine was like an administrator android, so her job was to like direct all of the smaller robots like Eddie and like a lot of the small ones you find in the, the demo um, and to just tell them what to do, like go excavate that wall over there or go go develop that like laser beam that he wants us to make, right? All that stuff, right? Um, but now the doctor's gone. So um, you guys see like some uh, robots are kind of trying to like keep doing the thing that the doctor told us to do, you know, he'll come back one day kind of thing. And there's others that go in the complete reverse direction, which is like, uh, he's never coming back. He's fucking dead, like complete anarchy. Let's just like do whatever we want, right? Um, and you see what all these different characters do if when presented with that kind of a situation where something still has an emotional power over them um, that, had, that, has, that has like less physical presence than it does emotional. I really wanted to explore that. I thought it would be interesting. Uh, that's the biggest like, that's like one of the biggest like themes, I guess, that the game like contends with. You've or is trying to. studied religion, theo like religious theology, haven't you? Because <laughs> it very much sounds an awful yeah. lot like like Does a it? lot of religion like conversations that you have of of where everything sits and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not I don't want to put you on the spot on that, but that very much sounds a lot like. <laughs> it. Very good. Uh, I was 
Uh, unfortunately, I was raised Catholic. I shouldn't say unfortunately. It's I I was but, gonna guess Catholic actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised I was I was raised Catholic. I wasn't really thinking about religion at all when I was building the game, but I don't know. Maybe some influence slipped in there. I was thinking a little bit about like relationships parents can have with their children. Um, like because the, the doctor kind of like builds everyone, so he's the closest thing these dudes have to like a like a dad or any kind of parental figure. Um, and I was thinking about how fucked up it is that you just end up having that much like power over somebody, no matter like how close you are to them physically in their life. And I was like, man, that's wild. I should make a game about that. And then I did. <laughs> a lot of I can that, tell you, like from the parent side of things, it's fucked up too because I have a kid, and I'm like, man, it's fucked up at how much like control, and then also like how much I can just totally fuck this kid up without even trying. <laughs> <laughs> like I can vouch that he's fucking up that kid. <laughs> I'm a good parent. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I may be a little strict, but... <laughs> and Jordan is typing up typing up notes now he's like all right I was, doctor I is fucked up <laughs> i just i just realized we were on twitch i should go dad. there there we go oh god <laughs> oh shit i should have tweeted about this too fuck oh tweet. yeah we'll give you time we'll Chris give you time already don't worry about it's it it's all good and then don't, don't this will be up on everybody. youtube afterwards and it'll oh, be on the standard true, podcast true. channels too yeah. so you don't have to worry yep. too much about that we'll have um, audio as well and it's all good mm. yep Okay. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> what like makes you tick? Like, what gets you up in the morning as a person? <sighs> Whoa, <laughs> that's a load of questions. Um, <laughs> when I get up, it's not the- loaded yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Where's this going? The shotgun can load itself. <laughs> Let's think. When I get in the morning, when I get up in the morning, some days I'm like, man, I really don't want to get up. And then other days it's really easy and I just get up. But like overall, I would say the biggest thing that like drives me in my day-to-day life is that if I don't make the game, no one else is going to make the game and that would really suck. And that's that's it. That's my answer to that question. It's a good I answer. To, I used to have yeah, a much good answer. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to have much like loftier, like sort of I, I used to have a lot more articulate ways of saying that. I used to be like, I will make games that will touch the hearts of people. I was like, I'm going to fucking make all of this, right? I want to make a game with five storylines. That was one of the ones I didn't do. Uh, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then as I've gotten older, it's that's kind of like focused a little bit more. And now I'm just like, all right, well, I, this is good. And I want to make it because there's potential for it to be good. And if it's good, then that will help people. And if I can help people, then that's what gets me up. So, so speaking yeah. of older and focused, then um, this being uh, the, a game that you've been uh, tackling, you've done pretty much all of it. Um, uh, you're almost done. I would say you're you're ready for release, just about, right? How close are you? Would you say? <laughs> that was yeah. I was just like that was a whole not other question. Like, close at all? Uh, well, okay, not not close at all. Um, so I, I'm gonna make a Twitter thread about this at some point, but like just updating. But it's taken me. We're about 20 months away from like the day I started working on the game. Um, but two months of that has been like PR because I've just been doing like a ridiculous amount of PR for the last couple of months for the, for the release of the demo. And 18, having saying that 18 months is the amount of time it took to make the, just the first area of the game is a little bit misleading. 
because I was like designing what the game would be. I was figuring out the art style because um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm a very much a beginner when it comes to art. I think. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I had to build all the systems. Anybody who's made like an indie RPG or any kind of RPG can tell you that it's hell. You have there's like so much math involved. You have to like make the leveling system feel good. You have to figure out like the entire like turn-based battle oh, system. Yeah. You have to accommodate for everything. It's ridiculous. So How I was, stats I was, interact with each other. Yeah. Oh my god. There was like there was some pretty there was a pretty egregious bug with regards to that that was in the demo that I patched out on like Sunday. Uh, but yeah, it's like a, building an RPG from the ground up is a night. Like it's so rewarding when you finally put it all together. It's so cool to see it all like work, all the dominoes like knock each other over, and you're like, fuck yeah. Uh, but getting there is like so hard. Um, so it didn't actually take me 18 months to build the first area. That was just like all the content I made. Now that the framework's there, all I have to do is make content. Um, the game has like a very clear cut beginning, middle, and ending section. The demo is the beginning section. It's not a third of the game. It's just like the beginning of the game narratively. The middle is probably the longest third. Um, and then the, the ending will probably be this, like the, the second longest. Um, the release date right now is listed as December 2024 on Steam. And I think that's reasonable. My goal is to finish the middle portion of the game by July 2023. And my goal is to finish the final third, narrative third, of the game by July 2024, which leaves me with a few months on this end of things to get a head start and like six months at the end for polish bug fixing and you know just in case you know the world burns down and i have to rebuild half the game from scratch so <laughs> so at this at this stage of it all then you know because you still got time you got some some stuff to do what in your opinion especially for the other aspiring uh, um programmers or developers out there what has been your hardest part and what would you say as a piece of advice that you would share with others that's a, good question. That's a really good question. Um, uh, keeping in mind like what my skill set is, I'm gonna try to give some more general advice that can work just for like most people. Um, you should always look up how to do something before you try to do it on your own, because chances are there's a method for what you're doing that's way better than 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 what you're doing. Um, for me, the big thing with, about that was programming. I did. Uh, I, I I did not. I was not a programmer in college. I learned some programming because I was in the game development track. Um, but I did most of my like honing of that skill after college, just by like looking up stuff, going into the Unity documentation, uh, like just literally looking up on Google when I wanted to know how to do something. Um, but I didn't do that as much early on in the game. So uh, when I was developing the game really early on, I ended up with a lot of systems that were like good for what they were trying to do. But then like, you know, you got to remember, like, you got to think like six, eight months down the line because that I've hit that point and then I've gone back to my older code and I'm like, oh, geez, I coded an entire state machine by myself without the knowledge that state machines fucking exist in Unity already. And you type like two <laughs> words and you get them. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of stuff like that. It's re- the Internet is like an incredibly powerful resource. And no matter what you're doing, even if it's not programming, um, you could just like look up like how do I like how does story structure work with like X many characters, right? Like what's a good like b- sound font to use for FL Studio so that I can like make my game sound good. Undertale was made with like free orchestra like sound fonts that everybody that are legal for everybody to use. Like Undertale was made with like fucking like junk basically not junk i shouldn't say that <laughs> like no, no. it was it's like cheap for sure yeah, yeah but like but it sounds so good because like yep. 
they use it to good effect. Um, and you can just like, and you can do that. Like, oh, you can do, you can do so much with like just the knowledge of the internet. It's great. I have to no. forgive me. I got a Google search how to start podcast. <laughs> how to successfully run. Podcast. Oh fuck! Successfully, successfully, successfully run podcast. I've read, I've done that. <laughs> what is Twitch? Google. Just... Which is a, a streaming software that you can use. <laughs> you, you think he's joking? Jason has absolutely zero idea on what's going on with this. I'm, I'm, he's I'm like, I do man. website I stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm your back end. He's the website guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's the back end. That's why it right. sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be your I'll be your back end any day. Oh my. Mm. Oh my. Uh, so crap! I had a first... question, Chris. Yeah, you go ahead because I had a question okay. and then I lost it halfway through that. So, what are some of the other game ideas you had that didn't quite make it? Ooh, oh, that's another good idea. Um, there was one. There was one based on a web comic that I did, which can no longer be found online because it's bad, and I deleted it. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Whoa, whoa! Nothing on the internet is ever actually deleted. Archive.org. <laughs> uh, I, I think that one's actually a good idea too, and I'm, I want to make it that one after Bunny Girl, but we're a few years away from that. Um, other ideas I had at the time were like, I had an idea for a, a different RPG that um, was a lot more abstract, a little bit closer to something like Hylix, um, where it takes place like a dream space. It was about a bunch of characters that were in my capstone project back in college, which was uh, kind of a fun idea. And it was like an RPG where like you would attack and like the goal was like to, it was kind of like, you know how in, um, do any of you know um, that really old, this might be a hard pull, do any of you know that really old like JoJo fighting game? I think it's called Heritage for the Future. Does anyone know I'm that game? You're like really old. Really well, old. okay, but okay, listen. Really no, old. I, no, no, no. I don't know if you guys are <laughs> play fighting games. That's the thing. Like, it's it's like okay. First of all, it is old. It's, it's I never played it, but I know which game you're talking. Okay, about. Okay, okay, okay. So you know in that game how you? <laughs> I'm so. By the way, I'm 40. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm old. <laughs> when you said you had kids, I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> one kid. That's it. Just okay, one. Okay, 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 okay. But I could theoretically be like 26 and still have a nine-year-old. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yes, Eric. Theoretically, you could be that old, and have but a I'm kid. not. I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was this thing? Oh yeah, in Heritage for the Future, um, so you have like a stand, like you have, your character has a stand, and you have like a meter for like the stand, it like drains when you're using them, and so they, I had an idea for an RPG where like, because um, all the original versions of those characters were little cartoon guys, like, <laughs> right, they're like a stock of broccoli or like a little yellow blob, and it was like, you did the battle, and it was like a party system, and you built up a meter, and when the meter maxed out, like a human representation of that object would like appear behind them, and then that was like a stand or something. And then it would buff you. It would, it would, it, there was like an action element I had an idea for where like normally when you use special moves, they cost like magic or something. But maybe like while you have this like human form activated, uh, if you just go through the menus fast enough, you can physically do like as many of that attack as you want. Um, and it won't cost any magic. Uh, stuff like that. I had an idea for like some other just integrating more like action elements into turn based RPGs, which I think is like a direction they're moving in, which is really interesting and cool. Um, that was like the other big game that I was thinking of making. That's an interesting idea yeah. of, of adding in 
fighting like fighting game mechanics and controls into an rpg to where it's like you pull that up and there's now no longer like a selection screen it's running it's running like fighting game motions and whatnot through that mm. that's <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. kind of cool i'm not gonna lie Hadouken. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> doing Hadoukens, fun, Shoryukens, and and uh ice blasts and anything else that you can uh, a little bit similar to also of uh legend of gaia uh legend of gaia yeah On, uh, oh, this one, okay. Oh, I don't remember another, the. I, I mean, the guy had it was uh, a little bit different, but had, you know, you kind of had to do certain combo moves to perform your attacks. Oh they, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. A, you uh, did have to do certain things. RTB yeah. like type type thing though. It wasn't so much they had to do yeah. the combo. From what I remember, it was like, hey, yeah, because it was still turn combo, based. You have to do. Yeah. Well, like like even Final Fantasy VII, like one of Tifa's yeah. like limit breakers, you had to do like certain combo moves and stuff like that for her attack. Which was really yeah. cool at the time. That's I spent forever since I played there. Legend of the Gaia. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's forever. God. I forgot about this game. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's, it's Final uh, Fantasy VII Age. It's because it's an old PS1 game. Man. What's the, what's the name of it again? Legend yeah. of La Gaia. Legend of Gaia. Yeah, La Gaia, yeah. Let's see, I like a good PS One RPG. Oh goodness! It actually had a it actually had a pretty good story. I'm not gonna lie. It was that is it was PS4. very heavy on the on the all 3D artwork for it. So it's definitely like heavy polygons, very large, yeah. uh, kind of like I Virtual Fighter back in the day type thing too. Um, okay, so the question that I had is story writing. What kind of writer are you? Because there's many different types of guys that that like. They do a detailed outline. They do a they do a broad outline of I want things to happen here, here, and here. And then as they go through and they they let things progress, and they realize that like, eh, it's not really going that way. It doesn't function. So what what's the way that you write your story then, or how you're um, doing this? Yeah, the best uh, I the the best like um, what's a better place to start? Okay, um, I'll just talk about my process. I guess my process is I, I always come up with the characters first. Basically, um, I think that a lot of writers are like that. Um, and I always try to come up with some kind of like thematic through line or a message that I want the game to send or like a feeling I want the game to give the player. And then everything else will kind of just occur as a result of that, you know, um, like very, very, very early on. The game is only going to be a few areas um, and the demo that like is released right now would have consisted of almost like half the entire game. Um, and then as the game developed, I just like, I just like set up the theme like really strongly. And then I just, um, started coming up with other ways to express that theme. And then I got more ideas for areas and they just kind of like grew off of that and resulted, uh, the, the example I like, I really, really like, and I forget who made, I forget who made the example. Um, but it's like that thing where you talk about the architect versus the gardener with a writer. It's like the architect is like super like detail oriented. They like plan everything out. Everything goes into the next thing. And the, and the gardener's like a little bit of the opposite where like you have like a little garden you make, you know, and then you just kind of let it grow. And you're like, oh, it's going in this direction now. Let's just see where that takes us. Um, and I think every writer is like a combination of the two. And I, I'm much more of an architect. Um, like I'm very like, I'm a little controlling actually. It's a little embarrassing, but like I have, I have like a very strong idea for like how I want things to happen. But then like as the game, like, develops and as the story develops um and i realize something else is like a good idea 
like in those really like clutch moments that's when like my gardener comes out i'm just like no no no. that's like the thing to do and then i'll just go for that like 90 percent of my of the story i would, stories i write i would say are like very like intentional like by the book like this is like how i wanted it to be and then the other 10 percent are these like spur of the moment things that i came up with while i was writing it that like but but those are like some of the most important moments where it's like yeah this is like this was like completely unplanned but because i set everything else up like it like goes really nicely into this and i can just do that so so you had a theme and an ending and everything in place but you're still kind of like letting it kind of grow the way that you want to so you're you're a mixture of both yeah, yeah. aspect right like a, a good mixture of both then okay the ending is the same it's always been like i came up with an i the ending was one of the first things i came up with I mean, hey, you, you got to know how it's going to end. Hey, if J.J. Abrams have taught us anything, you do not need to know how it ends. <laughs> hey, man, for years, people have been speculating that, that there is no actual ending written for One Piece. Like, he's just still flying off the seat of his pants, even though he says that there is. <laughs> no, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge One Piece fan. I love One Piece. I believe, I believe Oda. I have faith in him. He, there's totally, there's, there's totally an ending. Do you want to hear read One Piece? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm still. Eric uh, Eric's, Eric's a I'm still in like I'm I'm like sixty issues behind in Wano. Oh, okay. I think maybe more. Okay, so I'm not I'm not super caught up with it. Uh, but yeah, it's like okay. I, I I'm at least in Wano, uh, and I'm I'm at the time jump back. Oh, where they're, where they're where they're telling the, yeah where they're telling the story oh, about yeah. him. So. I, I'm at that point, but like, there's still like a shit ton more yeah. that I have to go through with it. <laughs> I got really wish. caught up, and then I get I hated the wait, so then I just stopped I reading it. And I started reading other manga, and now oh. I'm just like reading at my leisure of like like slowly catching. Because then I could read like five, I can read like five issues a week, and I have yeah. no problem with that. It's, and then I, I don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm real close to the end. I got to slow down. Yeah. Like, no, I'm still like 60, 60 issues behind, 80 <laughs> issues behind. We're good. <laughs> Thanks, Oda. You fucking psychopath. <laughs> but my son and I watch it uh, most nights. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break every now and then and watch another uh -huh. anime. That's but like cute. for bedtime, we'll we'll watch One Piece. We're at like 300 and something right now. So he wanted to watch like he, he likes watching anime with me. And then he got really pissed off that a lot of the anime that we would watch, you know, like 26 episodes or whatnot, and then the, and then they're over or like the seasons mm. are done. And he's like, well, what do we do now? I'm like, sit like everybody else and wait two years for another fucking season to come, buddy. <laughs> or <laughs> if, we're, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, sure, if, if we're, we're lucky. lucky. Like, or you and I are in for the long haul, buddy. What do you mean? Well, this one's at over a thousand episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a long time before we get to the end. In fact, the anime still isn't even over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we are slowly but surely uh, trudging our way through One Piece right now <laughs> on that front as well. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, we, we warned you a little bit when we were setting up for this. Yes. Uh, so we, we got to get into the, the really, really hard hitting questions. Okay. Is a taco a sandwich? What? No, no. What? Why, why not? So quick. So quick. Why not? What do you mean, what do you mean it's a taco? Answers. No, no, okay, no. no, no I, I, okay. Listen, even if it's like a, a, a sandwich in the sense, okay, fine. If you reduce a sandwich to its most basic of components, <laughs> 
words. It's like, okay, bread, whatever goes in the middle, and then like another bread, right? And it's like, oh, you know, a taco is just a sandwich, but like you fucking like crust the bread. No, there's like a cultural like movement that's happened, right? Like culturally, we know that a taco is not a sandwich. Like it's it's all pedantics. It's like, oh no, hot dog is a sandwich. Haha, it has bread and meat in the middle. No, it's a hot dog. It's it's colloquial. When people say the word literally, they don't mean it like the textbook definition because the meaning of the word literally changes. You can't separate human culture from the things that that culture creates. It's not a fucking sandwich. Like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. Literally, I guess I used the word incorrectly. No, get off my dick. Like, use your brain, please. <laughs> anyway. So a hot dog's a taco, then, is what I'm hearing. All right. That's what hot I'm hearing. A hot, hot dog is yeah. a taco. <laughs> well, so, like, it, it, I, the reason why I asked... Burrito. I'm curious. The reason why I asked is I like to hear, like, the sandwich. reasoning rather than I just... That, no, it's just not. Like, uh, the reasoning's oh, okay. good, because, like, realistically, like, everyone's going to have their opinions on them. And I, me, I actually like hearing, like, why someone thinks a specific way. Mm. Uh, because, like, there is the, there's the thing of, like, well, what is a tortilla but unleavened bread? You know, just like just like the setup. And then mm. when you when you look at different sandwiches, like different sub sandwiches and whatnot, some of them are just sliced down the center and then meat in between it and it's still connected. So there's very much similarities between a lot of those things. And a hot dog is just that as well too. Yeah. So it's a hamburger a sandwich then. That's a harder question to answer. See? <laughs> <laughs> like I okay, I, I agree with you that like the process of like hearing people explain is really interesting because you get to hear how yeah. they think. I, I respect people's opinions and that kind of stuff. Just like in my heart of hearts, like I don't think it's a sandwich. But what so, about in the heart of the cards? A hamburger that's a, <laughs> that's a good question. That's a really hard question. I don't know if I've I mean, hamburger cards sandwich anymore. is what it was called back in the day. It, it was actually the hamburger, hamburger sandwich. sandwich way back in the day, and they Oops. lost the sandwich part. Really? That's, that's yeah, amazing. because it actually wasn't on a bun. The original the original hamburger was on two slices of white bread. I see. I see. And you'd have a hamburger steak, where it's just like, hey, here's a yeah. hamburger steak, and it was literally like a piece from of Hamburg meat with your potatoes from Hamburg, yeah. Germany. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we Gosh, can get into like it. deep, deep, deep things. Okay, so the one that we really prep preface you on which like the hot dog one you were like wait what but then the one that you were like wait i have some real deep thoughts on this is <laughs> is cheesecake cake or pie oh fuck uh god it's been forever since i had cheesecake it's called cheesecake it's called cheesecake yes okay i don't actually this is gonna be a really lame answer have I you ever made cheesecake before uh, no no i, I haven't oh. I, I don't think I'm, i might i may have never had cheesecake in my life and i'm just gonna say that it's cake because that's what it's called <laughs> I've never had it, and I don't want to. I don't want to say anything untoward. So I have I have strong feelings on this one, and I I, I have convinced a lot of people that cheesecake is pie instead okay, of cake. Okay. Primarily because it has a graham cracker crust. Oh, what the fuck is this? Too. This is pie. Yeah, Sorry, cheesecake has zero flour in it. Yeah. It starts uh -huh. out as a as a cheese custard that then solidifies. It's okay, just okay. a pie. <laughs> like everything about it is pie, except for the fact that it's this thick. <laughs> or, yeah, okay. or if you go to if you go to if you go to Cheesecake Factory, it's this thick. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that thick of pie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's always the that's always the one that like is like real one. Like I've had people that have like like real like 
anger issues with the hot dog as a sandwich one and then i go mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa okay like that's fine like but is cheesecake a pie and they go whoa this is I a really hard one now <laughs> this is actually a really hard one because i'm looking at it on google images right now and like that is pie like we've, we've changed his mind everybody but it's but he also has never had cheesecake before i've never had cheesecake <laughs> no but like goddamn uh when do you cook? Okay, here's the other question: Is you have to cook cheesecake in a water bath? What other cake do you make in a water bath? You don't what a water bath? Yeah, I've never used. Yeah, that. dead ass about. I was dead ass about to say cheesecake. Like no fucking shit. That's what we're just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheesecake, obviously. Duh. <laughs> I am cheesecake girl. Oh, make that game next. That is what Chad is saying. <laughs> cheesecake is not pie <laughs> sorry everybody we have we have actually given just jordan an existential crisis here yes because uh, well, like, now, now i'm questioning my other response because like because like yeah fucking like culturally this is refer- this is like not a sandwich because it's called hot dog but it's like then you look at this and it's like how much does That's the cultural because it's how, how much does the cultural context actually matter? What if like the president of the United States walked up to you and he was just like, hi, this is a mouse. And he just hands you like a snake. And it's like. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. So you're East you know? Coast. Uh, you we, haven't had yeah, cheesecake coast. before, which means you're probably not from Pennsylvania. Um, not. So we, we can not. say this. Let's be honest. Do you okay. trust people from Pennsylvania to actually name something properly? I, I don't think that Pennsylvania is real. I don't think I've ever met somebody from Pennsylvania in my life. Uh, I think that's just the funny name they put on the United States of America map. Just... <laughs> it actually, like, there's really, there's really, it's just two states butting up against each other. Like, no, 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 that's Pennsylvania. Like, no, I've, I've been there. That's, that's New York. <laughs> yeah, I, like, went, I went, like, through on one side and then I came out in New York. It was, like, a literal space. <laughs> Through the gumdrop forest and then out the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. (laughs) There are whole factories for hot dogs there, chat, talking about how there's whole factories for cheesecake. Come on. It's true. (laughs) Well, so then go back to the hot dog thing. Uh, So there's the cultural thing about like a hot dog's a hot dog. However, the state of New York has classified all hot dog vendors as sandwich vendors. (sighs) That's a really... Um, I know way too much wow. like legal ease information, and you know what's bullshit is what? that there's actual legal precedents for whether a hot dog is a sandwich and whether a taco is a sandwich. What the fuck is the precedent? <laughs> you right, have to so, tell me uh, now. According to the state of New York, a hot dog is a sandwich. They classify them in the same in the sandwich okay. carts and the euros and the falafel and all those things. <laughs> However, according to the state of Massachusetts. A taco is not a sandwich, and there actually was a legal proceeding that was, shit you not, Panera v. Qdoba, <laughs> where uh, Panera had a had an existing lease with a with a company that like for a strip mall that they would not allow another sandwich shop to come in and Qdoba came in and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said that you wouldn't allow another sandwich shop. So the best part is it's the opposite thing. It's sandwich people trying to say that tacos are sandwiches and taco people trying to say that they're not. <laughs> Instead of the sandwich periods being like, fuck that, that ain't no sandwich. 
that's a taco. <laughs> oh my god! And the state of Massachusetts—it actually went up to—it went up. It actually might have been federal too. Went up to the highest level that they had in Massachusetts that a taco is not a sandwich. Lawyers don't care wow. about your culture. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what I'm getting from this is that like corporations and like uh, the the American government just like do whatever's most profitable and then that's and then like that's why a cheesecake is a cheesecake and it's not pie so welcome to america welcome to america hey it's not just america you can't call it champagne unless it's specifically from grapes that are grown in champagne italy you can't call it scotch unless it's or italy france no not italy. france, uh, france. You, can't call it scotch. You, war, Eric. you can't call it scotch unless it's actually made in scotland even though it's like the exact same process so it's there's it's government in general let's let's be honest mm -hmm. here it's government and people with money they run everything funny it's <laughs> very funny funny but also sad and scary but hey you know that's fine <laughs> but counterpoint new yorker is stupid that is what chad said <laughs> i'm not a new yorker by choice the rent is really cheap <laughs> i'm sorry Whoa. okay so you're obviously not in the city no. the rent is not cheap no in the city. i'm not i'm not in new york new york <laughs> <laughs> All right, what other hard hitting questions do we got for do we got for just Jordan, everybody? Oh, I'm also, I'm still no, I'm still just wanting to know more about like all right so like some of your the drawings and stuff like that like i want to go back to the game i like the games all right i think it's oh, really I think, cool i like the game it's awesome and, yeah so i have my i have my background image and stuff like that of this giant robot here that we're we're looking at uh fighting and stuff like that what yeah. were like I, I know we've kind of talked about uh five nights and freddy and stuff like that with some of the inspiration that was there but like are you sitting like at a bar napkin sketching some of this stuff out like where where does some of this inspiration come from just looking at your desk of random shit or like you know what what's the process to some of this so i'll say there's there's a one thing i want to clarify first and that's that the only influence that five nights at freddy's currently has on the game is just the fact that the main character is a buddy girl that's it there's nothing yeah. else and that you were I a promise. stupid high school student that was, that was yes. it <laughs> at one yes. point i was a dumb high school kid yes <laughs> and i played on and i was smart again uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that video game make you smart everybody <laughs> Uh, where, my ideas come from? where do my ideas come from okay uh well this, they come from a couple places um wait do i have an answer for this maybe <laughs> like yeah. I, I, a lot a lot of they like come um, out of my butt <laughs> I, I, do, I do sketch like a lot of like the character designs just came from like um sketching for fun um i just find out what's easy and aesthetically pleasing to draw i couldn't i couldn't figure out how what elaine's hairstyle would be for like months and then i finally just did this and i was like ah, that's easy we'll go with that <laughs> it's like really like you, you kind of look at it you understand it I saw, I saw so what you're that. saying is good enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> And like other ideas, you know, a big part of it, I guess, I, I take I, I take a lot of time to flesh out ideas before I include them so that I make sure that they're good. But in terms of like the initial spark, it's often very like impulsive and it's just something I come up with. Like basically the entire middle portion of the game exists because I had like an idea within the first six months while I was developing the game for an area that could be used to talk about the theme of the game in a different way that the first area, the demo does. 
And I just drew a single sketch like of concept art for what the area would look like. And I was like, I want that in the game. And ever since then, I've been like developing that area more and more. And that's the one I'm going to make next. Uh, so, I'll, and then like, it's been the same way with the characters too. Like I had an idea for um, a character uh, who has like a big like camera in their, in their head. So she's got like a kind of like a cool looking Afro. Um, and then she's got this like, like her eyes like kind of closed. She's got like the Brock eye from Pokemon. But then she's got this like big fucking like camera like attached to her head like on her other eye and it's really like it's really like it looks really like lopsided and kind of weird um that was like an idea i had that was really cool and then i came up with the area for that character after i came up with the character um and then after i finished the demo i just did a bunch of sketches for fun and i came up with like three other characters that are now going to be like very important parts of the mid game so a lot of it is like just very like impulsive i'm just like oh that'd be really cool and then, like, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, okay, let's actually think about this and try to make it good. And then, like, <laughs> um, the ones that last, last. And they make it into the game. Has there been a lot of stuff that you've cut out on that aspect? I mean, more than just redesigns or stuff like that, but have you just been like, you know what, fuck this, and cut it out? You know, uh, I'm uh, a big bitch, and I don't like throwing out content. So what what ends up happening is I most of the stuff that's that I put in the game itself does not get cut. Most of it. Some of it has gotten cut, um, which is unfortunate. But in terms of like just in development, there's like an enormous amount of like ideas and stuff that um, got cut or changed so much that the final game like no longer resembles them. Like uh, the original, um, the, the first cutscene of the game is going to be completely different. Um, there was originally going to be segments of the game where you would like interact with an area and then you would see a flashback to before the lab collapsed and it would be displayed in full color instead of in black and white. Um, the, the original battle system was completely different. Um, the way that Elaine's personality worked was going to be slightly different. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. I, I try to let my mind go in as many different places as possible while I'm still developing it so that I can ter- determine the 99% that are like terrible and the 1% that's like actually okay. Um, cause as we, as we established earlier, you've made a lot of bad, so you know yeah, what's yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, that's I've really, that yeah. kind of similar stuff to like college of like going through engineering design school, stuff like that. It's just like, Hey, throw up all your fucking ideas, even if it's fucking shit, just throw it up there, yeah. put it on the whiteboard and then you choose what's good. Yeah. And it's fun. You let your, like, get your kid out. You let you, you're let, you let yourself mm-hmm. run off and get lost. Right. It's like, oh, that'd be so cool if there was a little funny guy and he did that. And then you're like, oh, we were funny to that. And then, like, you just, you come with all sorts of, like, crazy, like, conflicting ideas. And then you take a step back and you're like, okay, shit, 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 shit. And then you're like, oh, that one's good. You know? <laughs> it's really fun. It's solid really, gold. Like, it's a really therapeutic way of, of, like, writing and designing. I really think it's an effective way of doing it. So, yeah. Well, and that, that goes back to what we were asking earlier about, like, your writing style. And it's like, you know, general idea where you kind of want it to go but Mm. let chaos ensue so that so that you get like everything in there that you want and you don't you don't pigeonhole yourself into a specific thing because that's i think the worst part is when like a lot of like book writers and whatnot they know exactly what they want to happen when and then they start writing it but they don't change those pieces so then everything feels forced yeah yeah, that happens. I've I've read stories and played games where it's very clear that they they made point B first and point A second, and they're kind of like contriving things to get to point B, 
or like the reverse is true where like they build a point a and then as you go off from that it doesn't really make sense that we came from this first location yeah like that, you know like, like so most final George fantasy games yeah it's like most final fantasy games yeah you get like final fantasy 9 and they're like okay 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 here's the thing kid with tail weird circus giant iridescent god (laughs) (laughs) i don't care what happens we have to get to the end like that's it and then they write all the story like wait wait wait. okay we got to the end of the story but giant iridescent god's not there it is now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah very much so it's like like one of those things where you attack it on or final fantasy 8 even where it's Mm. like you go through this whole thing and then all of a sudden time witch oh yeah that happens (laughs) so twice twice yes time witch twice Twice. (laughs) so yeah there are there are a lot of uh examples of that that we could just do in fact there's a lot of the final fantasy ones at that point <laughs> yeah, God, I'm as much as i love that series <laughs> such a great yeah. series but man they had some stinker endings yeah. <laughs> such a fake rpg fan like i the only final fantasy game i've even played is seven i didn't even finish it oh that's <laughs> i feel so bad it's fine yeah. There's, I mean, there's other there's other really great RPGs and there's other styles and whatnot, too. I mean, like you can be an RPG fan mm. and not like Final Fantasy and like all sorts of other ones, too. It's it was fun. I just like, why didn't I finish it? I just like I, I got out of Midgar. I was in the open world and I got through the the, the flashback with God's Village. Um, and then it was like right after that that I stopped. So like the story was like, oh man, you are nowhere near yeah. the end of that game. That's, that's at what people, all. yeah. You know what it is? It's really hard for me if I don't feel like the introduction is like strong. I, Did I, you I, play that game first or Undertale? I played Undertale first. Okay. I'm like a Be- yeah, because I'm that was learn. one of the first games that when I Are played it, back. I I played yeah, we're going back in time, everybody, because I played Final Fantasy VII when it first came out, and like that was one of the first ones mm. that really made me feel emotion. Because spoiler alert, when Sephiroth kills <laughs> Aerith, like nowhere near even the middle of the game and all of a sudden he just fucking like stabs her straight through the gut falling down from the sky uh that was the point where i was like oh now i actually hate this guy mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. like that was one of the first times that i had and i mean i played a lot of games and a lot of them were just fun like going all the way back to the nes it's like just playing games and it's like oh it's ninja turtles or something like that when i was a kid but then that was the first one that when i was in high school and i played that game and i was just like shit got real yeah, <laughs> I'm like yeah, okay I, I, now yeah, I, I don't it. like this guy and i'm pissed off at him the entire time that i'm doing it and then story story like story writing has just gotten better over the years in a lot of cases yeah if i played final fantasy 7 like before undertale i probably would have had that kind of a formative experience with it i it really did seem like a well put together game i was i was just like starting a job at the time and like i was just really busy and so and, like i wasn't like super engaged by like the immediate introduction so i just didn't finish it well and to your point like you're talking like a lot of games that like the midgar section is like the length of some games yeah exactly and then you get through it and then you're like wait i escaped that's not the end of the story like oh yeah oh little little cub little cub no it's it's nowhere near that (laughs) yeah Uh, and my son uh my son played and then he got he got stuck at uh red 13's village and he mm. hasn't gone back into it yet. He went back into Breath of the Wild, and he's been knee deep in that. But uh, oh. even he started playing it, and he was like, and he was following it, and he's like, wait, so 
So like he's bad talking about Sephiroth. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, he, he's bad, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. That's, the, that's that's like the culture. That's like the cultural divide right there. He's <laughs> bad, and you hit it. I mean, yeah. You hit it, the nail on the head right there with the culture divide because n- nowadays the opportunity and uh, ability to play different games is you have wide open possibilities. Like there's anything and anything, yeah. even just in the RPG genre. Like you can pick anything and you can choose anything wildly different, right? Where back then, you know, you were very, you know, locked in. Yes, it's on the PS1 and stuff like that, and there was already a, a plethora of games available, but you were kind of locked into what it was. Plus, you know, the way that TVs were and all just like that, you were forced to use your imagination and kind of, like, bridge some of those gaps a little bit more. Not saying that writing now is lazier or that they're more handholdy. It's just that you had no choice back then. So now, mm-hmm. you know, looking at these design choices that they made back in the day and looking at the options that are available now, it almost feels lazy with what they did back then just because yeah. of the limitations. So for someone else to come on in and be like, oh, I hear this is like genre breaking and you jump into it and just like, wow, you have to use your hands. It's like a baby's toy. It yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. It's and really it's with uh, Game Pass now too. Is Yeah. It's small monthly fee. Got hundreds of games at your disposal. Just jump in and play. Yeah, true. It's quite sad. Develop, developing games like in at least in the current climate and making like RPGs and stories that feel meaningful, despite like the prevalence of like meta storytelling in RPGs these days and like how interconnected everything is, is honestly feels pretty staggering at times. Um, I almost wish I was making a game at a time that was a little where like communication and like the technology was a little more limited so that you could i could really like focus in on like the mechanics and really like hone those make those the focus and ensure like the player experience is something like really like really tight and like special instead of something like like there's like so much shit in the marketing material of the game that i wouldn't that like if i had full creative control i would not have like shown off in a million years but I know that that's just the era we live in and that this stuff is going to get spoiled for people and that I need support. So I, so I, I, I market it anyways. And that, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's what you got to do, but it's a different time and like there's different way and there's a different approach to it now. And that really sucks. But also it's an opportunity. If you think about like where RPGs are going right now, it's like fucking crazy because we're getting shit like well, Undertale's like, Undertale's like six years old at this point. Undertale's a really good example still of a game that like, took like the internet into account and like games into account with it's the way it told its story. And then you get other games like Hylix, which I think came out like a, I think it came out the same year as Undertale. I think it was 2015, um, which I just played a couple of weeks ago, which is this like weird fucking like abstract RPG where you don't actually level up. Uh, but like when you die, you go to heaven and then you level up and like all the enemies are these like weird, like claymation creatures. And then there's like other stuff like one shot, it's like just looks and sounds like beautiful and like we're seeing this like there's like so much for for as for as like for as daunting a task it can seem to build a game for what feels like every audience at once there the resources have never been like more um prevalent and there's never been as much opportunity for people to to make games and if you can if you can really like focus your vision and make sure that you don't get overwhelmed by everything that's happening around you. I think that it's possible to make some like really, really, really cool stuff. And I'm like, I'm really excited for like the RPGs we're going to see here in the next like few years. We're starting to see a lot of the stuff like post the, of like the post Undertale wave. Um, we're starting to see a lot of the RPGs that are coming out 
like right now, I'm really excited for the stuff that's going to start coming out in a few years because that's why I think a lot of the kids like me who like grew up on that like, you know, old RPG inspired generation. And then there's going to be another generation of people who are inspired by the RPGs that were inspired by the ones that were like mm-hmm. AAA that came before them. And like, it's so weird to think about how there's going to be like two layers of like removal and like what that's going to create and whether it'll be complete dog shit or it'll be really interesting. But either way, I think it's going to, it's going to be like super like fun to watch. And like, I love RPGs. So like, it will be interesting ride. dog shit. I yeah. have a feeling that that's, <laughs> that's where it's going to be. Games can be bad and still really fun and entertaining. That's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's hundred percent true. I have, yeah. pl- I have played some stinkers that I'm like, why am I still playing this game after like eight hours? Like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like, this game is so bad, and yet I'm still doing it. I mean, look at all the people who play Fortnite, for Pete's yeah. sake. Hey, <laughs> kicking Fortnite now? <laughs> oh, dude, I will kick Fortnite any fucking day of the week. Right. Are you kidding me? I have no dog in that race. Well, you can kick Fortnite all you want. <laughs> I mean, I played through and beat Goth 3, and that has like horrible, horrible animation. And like, it was oh yeah. Like, why am I still playing this? Like, you're, you're in conversation with someone, and he's just going like, "Oh, this is my hand movements of how I talk to you. I do this." Ah uh, yes. And they're going so through your like, head. What? Why? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is a, supposed to be a triple A game, and it's like this is the quality and. But god damn, I love this goddamn game. <laughs> well, the story can do that to you. So I mean, that's yeah. that's not. The end yeah. of the world. So, have you done any like Kickstarters or anything like that, or is this 100% funded by you? Where Where does this sit? So, it's not a Kickstarter yet. Uh, yet. Okay. See, I, there we yes. go. We haven't had okay. yet. I was going to, I will talk about this now. I will make a thread about it as well. But I was going to do a Kickstarter like this spring. Right about now, actually, I was going to start like putting it together and launching it. But I decided that I did not have, the game does not have enough support yet to justify that. So I decided to wait. Um, what's going to happen, basically, probably, hopefully, is this. Like I said, I wanted to, fe- I want to finish the middle section of the game um, by uh, July 2023 and the last section by July 2024 and the whole game by December of that year. Um, within the next year, I want to launch a Kickstarter and if it succeeds, go full time at the game. Um, because by that time, whether that Kickstarter is like on the, the closer end where it's like fall, maybe this winter, or maybe even at the start of next year, 2023, um, by the time that happens, uh, I'll have solidly passed the halfway mark of the game's development. Excuse me. Uh, and by that point, that means that, well, yeah, well, A, um, I won't need as much money in order to live. The expenses of the game really are not super intense it's really just me it's at the time time uh is, is the biggest one mm-hmm. it's just me and my room i do all the art i do all the writing everything you see in the game was made by me one um, man show yeah yeah uh technically technically like all of the okay this is my one technically half a man i'm sorry a couple of the <laughs> good joke uh the fucking um uh, little boxes. If you look at uh, Jason's era, uh, Eric, you'll see them. But those little like yeah. hollow like boxes for like the action thing, with where like, oh, mm-hmm. I complimented this guy, or the one on the lower left, or the one on the upper right, as well yeah. as like the health bars. Technically, those were drawn by my friend back when I was still very, very early with the game. So ninety nine point ninety nine percent of what you see in the game was drawn by me, written by me, scored by me. Like I did fucking all of it. So. That's great. That means that the only resource I have to count on is myself, and I I can take care of myself. That's fine. Um, but like I need time to do that, and I need to live. Yeah. 
So money would just be like rent, utilities, like just help me survive. So I wouldn't be Office asking for space. too much. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I, I ask because the last people, last uh, studio we did an interview with had a Kickstarter that started uh, earlier this month and their goal was $35,000. Well, it was and their... it was a couple of Oh wait, no, yeah, that's right. We did we did one after Bo, uh, yep. but uh, their goal was thirty five thousand dollars, and they're sitting at one hundred fifty seven thousand right now. So, I'd <laughs> oh, be the first effect for sure. That's yeah, it really is one hundred percent. Yeah, be the first effect. I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, yeah, what is Jordan, it? But, uh, it's it's called Bo B O. Just do if you just search Bo Kickstarter. Bo-burn. It's a it's a Metroidvania platformer that's like based on based loosely in Japanese mythology and it's, it's really cool. And you're a little fox. Oh, what the fuck is this? This looks amazing. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> he has to digest. It's He's Okami. contemplating where it's where his life exists. <laughs> Why did I make a Japanese game? <laughs> Existential crisis. Yeah, you technically yeah. did. You made a bunny girl. That's that's like the epitome of Japanese. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't the, talking about the anime. It's not just the anime. I mean, there's tons of there's tons of Japanese bunny girls. Dude, every the two people oh making that game are from the U.S. Both yep. moved to Taiwan, met each other in Taiwan. One of them, the lead programmer, couldn't even do like control C, control V. Didn't know like hotkeys or anything, and then picked up programming. Wow, it's it's a very interesting <laughs> set. <laughs> like they're, they're really cool guys. They they stream on Twitch a lot now. Uh, playing. Uh, uh, God, what, they were playing It Takes Two today. It's like, I guess that, you would consider that team building? Uh-huh. I guess so. That's impressive. Wow. I would not have get that's Okay. That, yeah, that's, it's that's a two lot guys yeah. and one guy doing the music. Cool. Good, good for them, dude. But I mean, the it's a good Let's amount of money. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. But that's like one of the things. That's one of the great things that I, I like about Kickstarter is that as long as you as the developer are able to deliver on it, uh, there have been people that have soured Kickstarter, like developers that have soured Kickstarter by like either not delivering at all or vastly under delivering and changing their their tune afterwards. But as long yeah. as you continue out with it, like it's a great platform to be able to get the money that you need in order to to finish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just was wondering if you were gonna do it because you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally like planning on on doing that. It's just not like I just think I need more time. So I'm waiting a little while, um, but I would like to do that. I have ideas for what I want, like some stretch goals to be already. I kind of started planning it anyway, actually, because I'm impatient. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Jesus. Hey, yeah. that's good to, to do it closer towards the end, because at that point, you're not at the like, oh, yeah, it's going to come out at the end. It's going to come out the end of this year. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, did I say this year? I meant next year. Exactly. Less risk. Oh, did I say next year? Yeah. I meant like three years from now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like this way. This way, you you know, you're closer. You you need just need money to get, uh, to get over the 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 finish line, the finish and line, then start PRing yeah. the game. Like yeah. you got you got to spend money to advertise it and PR it and and you get do. it out there and you that do. type of stuff. So, and that's I mean, there's no shame in in using it for that, in my opinion, because that's all part of the process. Like, yeah, all these companies that make video yeah. games and publish video games have millions and billions of dollars that they can use for advertising campaigns, and you're you're the plucky guy that's like, yeah, I'm gonna make a game. <laughs> I'm in my room. I made my trailer from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't sue me 
any triple A game company that made a game with a bunny girl in it. I swear to God, it's not Five Nights at Freddy's. I swear to God, Scott, stay away from me. It's not. <laughs> Is he even <laughs> doing Five Nights? No, he sold it. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. I was very sorry to hear about that whole thing with Scott Coffin. I used to respect him. Oops, did I say that out loud? Oops. Oh, oops. <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. I used to respect him. Oh, shit. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Fuck. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me backpedal here. What I meant to say is that I really did used to respect him. I mean, yeah. Shit. Oh, I was so. Yeah, I did it again. Okay, but real talk? Okay, no. I was so sad to. Okay, I don't know if. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I guess I don't want to get too. I'm LGBT and like I have a lot of friends who are. And so like I, I was just like very like disappointed just from like a base standpoint, obviously, like to, to when that news broke. I was just like, yeah, fuck. Okay. Another one. Another one. Right. Um, but like, but, but like, I really did like respect like the story of Scott Cawthon as a developer because like his like early, he's the epitome of like, when I was like younger, <laughs> I was like, I want to make all this bad shit and then I'm going to learn how to make good shit. And like all of his older games are just like, ah, oh God. Um, and then people were like, oh God, your animations, you, a lot of you probably heard this story. I'm going to tell it anyway, because it's a good story. <laughs> but like, <laughs> when, like the, the response to a lot of his old, like, christian games were like oh your animations are bad they look like creepy like animatronic characters like oh that's so bad and then he was like hmm i'm going to weaponize that and then he made fucking five nights at freddy's horror night sensation like chucky it's like chucky cheeses mixed with like horror except like it's the fucking like most bare bones game you could like think of you can't even fucking move around this place and you're it's a horror game where you can't move what but it's baked into the game design it's good like that game gets a lot of shit for like having like really cheap jump scares but like the, the core of that game is like a really really like solid idea like a horror like the the, the the novelty of like the chuck e cheese characters is really nice and all but also just like you can't move like you can't physically prevent them from like you can't hide yeah. you have to like just use power and like fucking pray right um and like the more power to him i was like I, that was like a really that was an indie success story that i always like thought was really really cool and that kind of ingenuity uh, i tried to approach a lot of my work with it and then it turned out that he supported trump um so i was really <laughs> fucking sad about that and i was like okay well never mind and that was <laughs> gone and then he had a meltdown and now he's gone yeah so <laughs> i mean they are do let's be honest here. everyone's gonna have a mental mental breakdown at some point yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. so did you ever watch then like indie game the movie or anything like that when you were growing up i think i own that on steam and i haven't watched it yet oh, <laughs> oh you still haven't watched no. it, it no, I haven't, I haven't. it's really good uh th there's actually many takeaways for it it's um how not to become a a, a mega mega maniacal maniac and crazy person like that's mm -hmm. that's one of them right there uh and how to, and there's also a couple the, people uh, it's like how to be decent human guy. beings the what fez guy yes the fez, fez guy fez oh god <laughs> sorry you that's went robot on me chris shit, yeah. oh that's yeah. another shit show oh jeez yes that was one was another shit show oh, and said Pez, but it was, uh, yeah, you're right, Pez. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Fez. Like, it's close. Fez, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is that Phil Fish? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's Phil yeah, Fish. Fish. Yeah. Yeah, so you I, could, I couldn't remember the name until you, the, the instant you said it, I was like, yes, it's Phil Fish. Yep, that's him. That's <laughs> it. I know it. Uh, but yeah, it's like, there's so many things that you can, uh, 
that you could pull from. But like that, I I actually I remember when that movie first came out, and it was actually really good because it was it was probably one of the first good video game documentaries. Unfortunately, it just painted some people in a bad light in the industry in a bad light a little bit, but it showed that there were some good people in it too. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's a plus. I feel and, uh, a little bad. Channel no clip makes a lot of good video. Not that. Hmm. Well, do you have any anything else that you want to get out about the game? Um, let me think. Uh, probably nothing that couldn't convince you more than just like playing it. All, all, all I would say is just like um, I've already kind of said a lot, but just like I guess to summarize, uh, this is a fun game where you you lead Bunny Girl through a cave and you protect her, and you should do that. You should protect Bunny Girl. You can't actually die because it's a video game. Yeah. If, you, if you die, you just like respawn. So you know you don't. That's, you don't actually lose anything. But like Bunny Girl won't appreciate it if you keep dying. So just like if you can, that, if you can make the mind. game where if you die, you die. I think we'll make you an overnight success. Like that I, would be. I, yeah, <laughs> I've considered doing games like that. I've had an idea. I had an idea for a game recently that was that. Just where goes in like flashing, hopefully getting epileptic seizures, like good luck, motherfucker. Like doing anything it like... can to trigger some kind of reaction. Uh, <laughs> stimulus wow. response. Wow. I would so say aside okay. from oh go ahead. Oh I, I was just gonna say like um uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to summarize something like that. It's just a game about self-care and robots. So if you're down for that, then like follow the Twitter and wish list on Steam. Oh play there it is. There it is. It's a, yes, an it hour and, and thirty minutes into this into this actual <laughs> like, stream. <laughs> Wishlist on Steam, everybody. It's so important. <laughs> it helps the algorithm. It really does. <laughs> give us all of your give us all your plugs uh, too. Like, where, where oh, can we yeah. find out more from you? What can um, we, where's your Twitter? Where's your Twitter? What's all I guess? Yeah, yeah, best way to find me right now is on Twitter at Bunny Girl RPG. Um, spelled Bunny Girl RPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best uh, part I, is there's no space in bunny girl so you don't have to worry about putting exactly. enough space right. in bunny girl on twitter or on twitter right, so right. you know there's that uh <laughs> I, I technically have a game jolt account but I, I post to there more infrequently um i have a couple accounts but i don't use all of them the best place to find information um is by going there there's i also do have an email newsletter actually um do you have link sharing on in the twitch chat yeah okay let me you should uh, be able me, to do it let me post some of this stuff um this is uh, the website. There's a kind of mailing list that you can sign up for if you want to. And then I'll also just post the um, Twitter because the Twitter is the one I'm most active on. I, I, I post weekly to the Twitter. There we go. Um, I'm going to make a post within the next like uh, week or two summarizing like the direction the game's going to move in for the next couple of years, which I already kind of talked about here, but which I will go over just you know for my followers and stuff. Um, and yeah. Oh, and I guess I should probably post the Steam one too. Yeah, that's uh, it. Post on Steam. <laughs> it's all good. Steam. I mean, we'll, we'll have it. We'll have links to this stuff in our in our VOD as well as uh, um, for our podcast too. We'll have the people that oh, listen in a sure, way sure, for them sure. to find it as well. Sure, sure, sure. There's also Discord actually. Discord's popping off right now. Kind of. It's like make the Discord. Like- yeah, yeah Discord, Discord, right? Right? especially for especially for Twitch. I mean, you drop your Discord link in there, especially for people that will allow you to drop your Discord link in there. We're like, hey, no, drop the go. Discord link in there. People can, people can totally one hundred percent like join it. In fact, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that right now while I'm here. Oh, it's already been clicked. Yeah, exactly. Already yeah. been clicked. That's the um, and we're uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 it was really cool. It was really cool when I launched the Discord because like I, there were a few people on who've been following the Twitter for a while and. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them were like the first people who joined 
the Discord. And it was just really cool, like, seeing them and, like, talking to a lot of them and stuff. And I was like, ah, this is neat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, remember what, the, you know what they say about when you meet your heroes, right? Their Twitterverse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Jordan, for coming on. Uh, no they, problem. When Chris said it, he's like, he's like, yeah, this guy, uh, he contacted us. And we looked at the game, and I'm like, that game's cool. <laughs> oh, nice. Appreciate it. I would so, mind, uh, if, I don't know if we have to end like right now. I don't want to keep you guys like too. Oh, we don't have to end. Um, well, I, I was just kind of curious. I didn't know how many of you had played the demo prior to this. And I, I was just curious as to like what your guys' like strategies were and what some of your guys' impression, what impressions were. Because I really like getting like impressions from people. And I was wondering if I could just ask you guys about that, if that's okay. I haven't had a chance to play it. And Jason was out of town okay. like all last week. So I know that he hasn't had a chance to play it, but Chris has played it. Okay. So Chris. <laughs> Chris. Go ahead, go yeah. ahead, and uh, and let us know if Chris hasn't disconnected from. Oh, the, I think Chris yeah, is frozen. Yeah, I, think I think he's disconnected from the Zoom. Again. <laughs> he's probably off playing the demo right now because he's like, that actually could be the case. Off. He's just like sitting there doing. It. He's like, oh yeah, I'm playing. No. Oh, now, oh, and now I got to fix died. the Twitch stream real quick. Hang on one sec. Oh, because <laughs> no. it's, it's cut out. There we go. Now it's cut for three people instead okay. of four people. I guess I don't have any questions. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will. Uh, I'm gonna. Like, it's on my plan to try and play it no I've pressure no got, pressure no pressure no Just, i've, I've I got was, uh yeah two other games that we actually have to do reviews for <laughs> coming Ooh, up on the next podcast uh okay. so i'm like I'm, I'm playing those as well as like destiny 2 dropped the witch queen and stuff like that <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah, a yeah. lot of stuff that yeah. that i'm like deep engrossed in as well too but um that's it's on my radar to actually play so we'll talk about it definitely like on the podcast too so you actually get like uh additional feedback and everything else for it too that'd be super cool um, dude, like, i mean dude, we're, we're basically seems, gonna do the yeah. next one as if as if people haven't listened to this one because it's a completely different podcast uh patch notes is different than the i beat at first so like we won't really necessarily have like a a huge uh issue with overlapping within that <laughs> plus it's content plus, plus uh <laughs> um, obviously 100 percent. like in two years time if you're uh as you get closer reach out again we'd love to have you on uh, uh again awesome. for sure yeah this is, this is be a lot of fun to do a follow-up sorry there's tons of fun yeah we, we'd actually yeah, yeah, really like you. to get like more inform like more information like as it goes on then you can tell us like you'll you'll come in you'll be like you know what guys like it's been a troubling couple of years i finally have an answer cheesecake 100 is pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the true arc of the game only when i know if cheesecake is pie or not will i have the fortitude to be able to complete this game will i know what the answer is you know what? I'm, I I 100% will love it if just suddenly all of a sudden like Cheesecake Monster appears. It <laughs> <laughs> might. And you're just like, you're just like, everyone's sitting there playing the game and they're like, where the fuck did this come from? And there's like eight people out in the internet going, I know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't mind me. Just putting down a note real quick. That Cheesecake I may or may not come back to it. <laughs> Cheesecake monster use. argument ensues about whether they are pie or cake, and then cake monster eats. Cheesecake monster eats one of them. True. <laughs> See, it writes itself. I'm just saying. Oh, it's like how many how many sitcoms have you watched in your life? Like, boom, there you go. Everything just yeah. writes itself. It's fine. <laughs> well, we've lost Chris because his internet connection is acting up. Uh, so he's probably not gonna make it back in time but uh yeah no thank you very much jordan for coming in uh, uh again yeah we would love to 
have you back on again. If like even if in a year from now, if you're you're yep. done with phase two Anytime. and you want to come yeah. back on, like yeah. like it's it's good to have updates and everything like that for him, especially for something that you think is going to be a little ways out there. Like we'll definitely do that and and have you on, or even just have you on on the regular podcast as well too. Like that, we we have guests on there too. It's just that this is the one where we really like to talk about just the game and you as opposed to getting your additional opinion on why Activision is a bunch of fucktards and <laughs> well I mean that is what other bullshit and, you know <laughs> what are, I really feel like I don't have the, too much more to say you kind of just like uh, I don't have much more to add to the conversation you know it's like <laughs> you can always add more onto that of just saying fuck them it's fine that, I can just say perfect. Okay. Yeah, you yes, can. Please. Absolutely. No one, will, no one will be against it. Man. But what other ways, Eric, can people listen to us talk? Well, I'm going like, to. I, I thanked him for being on. All right, but thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, to Patch Notes. I almost said the IBM First Podcast, which is a <laughs> subsidiary of the IBM First Podcast, uh, where we also have IBM First Podcast and Cutscene. Uh, you can find us at ibfirst.com or ibif.co, where you can find all of our podcasts uh, within there, all three of them. It is a podcast network once you get past two we have found that out. Like that, it's a full-on network at this point. Uh, but that will tell you how to find everything. So if you got any friends that are listening or anything like that, or that want to listen, uh, they want to hear us talking about not being a bunny girl, you can just send them <laughs> ibiff.co, and that will get them directly into wherever it is that they find podcasts. You can also find us Twitter, I beat it first, Instagram, I beat it first, Facebook, I beat it first, com, where we pretty much are never at. Uh, it's primarily just Twitter now. Uh, sometimes Instagram, maybe? I don't know. I don't do any of that. Uh, and you can find us twitch.tv slash I beat it first, where we have been live streaming this entire conversation, as well as where we stream almost nightly. One of the three of us is off doing something. Who knows what it is? Uh, but... We can't end anything without one of us saying... Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, bye 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 I thought you were going to say Activision. Fuck Activision. Fuck Activision. bye 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 bye